we need to balance our accounts for audit, for inspection. Are our lives a profit or are they a loss to the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God? Hello, my dear friends, and uh, Merry Christmas. They call today Boxing Day. Well, we call it Sunday morning, and it's our joy and privilege to be present uh, together with you to continue studying the Word of the Lord. We are today going to look at the book of uh, Philippians, um, and the, the, we want to look at it at uh, Paul's life before Christ and after Christ. And we're looking at it in, um, in view of our hopes and our aspirations for the new year. So that as we look into the future, we may have, you know, um, a re I mean, a reasonable a confidence about the kind of things we should expect. Let us pray. Our dear loving Father, it's Merry Christmas. Your gift to the world is still being celebrated, the birth of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for giving us that gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. We come before you this hour as we sit down to listen to your word, seeking your guidance, your blessings, your grace. Help us to understand. Help us to determine to apply what we learn into our daily lives. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our blessed Savior. Amen. Our reading is going to be Philippians chapter 3, verses 1 to 11. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again. And it is a safeguard to you. Watch out for those dogs, those men who do evil, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who worship by the Spirit of God, who glory in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. If anyone else thinks he has reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for legalistic righteousness, faultless. But whatever was to my profit, I now consider laws for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a, a, a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord 
for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law but that that, that which through faith in Jesus Christ the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his suffering, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Amen. Praise the Lord. That is the word of the Lord. Now, my dear friends, what Paul is telling us is that uh, it is time for us believers to revise our balance sheet. And so I have titled our discussion this morning, Revising Our Balance Sheet. Now, a balance sheet, uh, they tell me, is um, basically a statement of one's assets, liabilities, and uh, capital, uh, particularly uh, as far as uh, a business is concerned. And the, mis the, 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 the statement details balance, the balance between, I mean, balance of income and expenditure over, over a certain period, say six months, I mean, quarterly, half yearly, or yearly, that kind of thing. Um, and in, in, in very simple terms, a balance sheet is a statement that shows on one side what you own, your assets, what you own. Uh, for example, money, houses, motor cars, and all that. And what you, your debts are, what you owe on other people, in, um, especially loan, bank accounts, bank, bank loans, you know, creditors, um, suppliers, and, and all that. The two sides must balance. That's why they call it balancing account of the accounts. The amount of your assets must balance with liabilities. If debts are more than assets, you are bankrupt or you are insolvent if you're a company. Now, what has this got to do with our message? One might want to ask. Now, today is the 26th day of December, the year 2021. It is the last Sunday of the year 2021. In about five days' time, we'll be in the year 2022. We, many of us, I'm sure will be pleased that 2021 is almost over. And we have a new year coming and maybe, an, I mean, new opportunities. But, uh, and we are coming to that in a moment, but uh, many, my, many organizations um, have a financial year ending uh, that first December and so they take this period 
to put their books in order, to balance their accounts uh, before they do their auditing, uh, you know, so that they can now de declare, is it loss or is it profit? I thought it is fitting for us Christians, believers, believers in Christ, that we should too pause and reflect after our Christmas celebrations that we must take time to balance our own accounts, following the example of Apostle Paul. We need to balance our accounts for audit, for inspection by our master, our Lord Jesus Christ. Are our lives a profit or are they a loss to the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God? And so our topic, as I said, is revising our balance sheet. Now, in we are reading from uh, Philippians chapter 3, um, verses 1 to 11. And um, first of all, Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 11, uh, Apostle Paul tells how our Lord Jesus Christ invested his own life in our salvation. And how in return, God rewarded him by giving him the name that is above every other name, that at the mention of the name Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Now, early in the life of Apostle Paul, he was a radical and a fire-breathing Pharisee legalist. At that time, then, I mean, at, at that time when he was really fiery and trying to destroy the church, he had an encounter with Jesus Christ. And it is then that he found it necessary to revise his balance sheet. In particular, his sense of what is profit and what is loss. So let us look at Paul's profit and loss account at the time of writing. First of all, in verse 2 of our reading, Philippians 3, verse 2, he is talking about, he is warning us Christians to be wary of certain people he calls dogs. But who are these dogs? Those, it is those who attempt to add something extra, extra conditions, for instance, for our salvation, other than the grace of God. They say you must do something extra to prove your salvation. Since the time of Abraham, every Jewish male needed to be circumcised as a mark of belonging to the family of God. Now, some Jews were insisting that the Gentiles must be circumcised in order to be saved. But Paul is saying, no, they shouldn't. 
they don't need to do that. He is telling the Philippians the same thing he had told the Galatians, that since the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, nothing extra is required for salvation except our faith in Jesus Christ. For it is by faith, it is by grace, you have been saved through faith, not by our own efforts, according to Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. He insists, that is Apostle Paul, he insists that true circumcision is circumcision of the heart, not of the flesh. It's a circumcision of the heart by belonging to Jesus, not just the cutting of a piece of the body, which he calls mutilation of the flesh. And so when you look at Paul's life, I mean, and this is Paul himself giving us an account of what he thought was profitable, you know, his assets. This is what we find. Paul says he was a proud, he had a proud Jewish identity. He boasts, therefore, being a Jew, he was not a Gentile and he was proud of that. He was not a Samaritan, for instance, but he was a Jew, a son of Abraham, friend of God. Furthermore, he was, a f he was from the tribe of, Gemma, of, 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 of uh, Benjamin, who provided Israel with their first king, King Saul. Then he was circumcised on the third day after his birth. He was raised as a Pharisee an expert in the law of God. Paul had zeal for God and his law. He persecuted Christians. Paul was a well-educated man, having learned under the distinguished rabbi Gamaliel. Gamaliel. Um, we, we encounter Gamaliel in the in Acts of Apostles um, uh, uh, several times. And Paul, finally, was a Roman citizen, and he was proud of that too. Those were his assets before he encountered Christ. But after he encountered Christ, things changed. And now he says what he counted to be his profit is now loss and garbage. It is something happened to him on the Damascus road, as we read in the book of Acts, as he was busy persecuting the church, believing that he was serving God by so doing. Something happened on that Damascus road that caused him, Paul, to drastically change his balance sheet. He encountered Jesus Christ and he became a totally new person. His life was changed forever. His name changed from Saul to Paul, and the once persecutor of, uh, of followers of Christ became the foremost defender of the Christian faith, for which he died, actually. Now, I want us to consider these three matters or subjects. First of all, the matter of profit and loss in Paul's life. Paul reveals to us that all those listed privileges 
which in the past he thought were useful for his salvation, were in fact nothing but rubbish, garbage, takataka. They were now to him a loss in comparison to the profit and benefit of knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. B, Paul says that in, no, uh, in, in order to embrace Christ, he lost everything. He threw away everything. Who wants to keep garbage after all? Who wants to keep rubbish when you have something better? Jim Elliot was um, a young Christian uh, who was martyred while on a mission to some unreached people in the Amazon uh, forest area. This is what he said, of course, before his death. He is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. Once again, he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. All those things in Paul's past, those things that he boasted about were things he could not keep. They are things we ourselves cannot keep now. But Jesus is forever. That is why having him is profit. Anything else is a loss. Consider the rich young man. He boasted to Jesus how he had kept the law since his youth. Jesus gave him the opportunity to give up his accumulated garbage in exchange for the kingdom of God, but the young man refused. I wonder how long he kept his wealth. I wonder what happened to his wealth after he had died. So then our lesson number two, our other subject of consideration number two is this, that Paul gave up all, gave up everything following in the example of Christ as it is written in Philippians 2 verses 5 to 11. Paul abandoned his previous way of life and lived the rest of his life as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He testifies how he was humiliated, persecuted, despised, and even abandoned by friends. At the time of writing this letter to the Philippians, Paul was in a Roman jail with no idea what would happen to him. We now know that he was actually muttered at the orders of Caesar himself. Point number three, it is, is it worth it? It's a question. Is all this worth it? If we are to ask Paul this question, what kind of answer should we expect? Remember, Paul is in prison. He is facing possible physical death. And he did die, actually. Paul, was it worth it? Now, listen to him answer this question. Listen to Paul answer this question. 
in verse 10 to 11. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. That is Paul's answer. He wants to go, he wants to be like crushed in every way, including his suffering and his death. So we have his answer. Was it worth it? He says, absolutely, yes, it was worth it. Dear friends, we have to give up everything that we value in order to have Christ. We have to suffer before we share in his glory. We have to die before we can live. The question is, Paul gave up all his past achievements in order to follow Jesus. What are we? What are we prepared to give up for Jesus? Brothers and sisters, Christmas celebrations are still in top gear. The new year is just a few days away. Most of us hope that the year 2022, 2022 will be a different year from 2021. That the losses suffered in business, for instance, due to COVID, will be recovered in the new year. That our relationships will be better. That our marriages will be better. That our health, you know, will be better. That's fair enough. But Paul did not give up his past for Jesus because things had changed. Because things had become better. No, Paul became a follower of Jesus Christ because he had changed. He himself had changed. Nothing will change, therefore, for anyone in 2022 if we carry over the same baggage of attitudes into the new year. Only when we change our attitudes and our worldview do we begin to see life and people differently. Therefore, my friends, let us make this one choice for once and for all. Let us put our hand in the hand of Jesus and let him lead. Let us walk hand in hand with him into the coming year and into the future. Then we can confidently declare with a psalmist, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth gave way and the mountains fall into the sea. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. The Lord Almighty is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. With this blessed assurance from Psalm number 46, let us confidently, but humbly, let us confidently, but humbly march into the year 2022, expecting, expecting nothing than to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Praise the Lord God Almighty. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. 
Father, we want to change so that our lives can change, so that our, life, our relationships can change, so that, Father, we may, have, we may accommodate you entirely, 100% in our lives. We cannot live our past lives and the new faith at the same time. The Bible teaches us it's either Christ or nothing else. We can't have uh, both worlds at the same time. So, Lord, as we, as the, this year comes to an end and the new year is ushered in, help us, Lord, to have time to reflect in the light of what Christ has done for us. How must we then live in the coming year and into the future? Help us to learn to give up what is garbage that we might unloss, un un that we might gain the, uh, from being associated with our Savior Jesus. I want to pray for those who, have had a, who are having a bad time, even in the face of these um, celebrations. Many died in road accidents, uh, almost a, more than three quarters of a buzz of a choir drowned in a river not too long ago, and many people have been sick. Many have lost their relatives through COVID and other diseases. Others are just suffering, you know, mental breakdowns. Others are just unable to meet their needs. Father, I pray that you may come into those people's lives and give them relief and show them the way out. Let them know that they are our only hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us through this year. And I pray, Father, that, that we may find time to revise our profit and balance in our account, that we may go into the new year looking only for profit and not loss. And this we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our blessed Savior. Amen. Amen. Amen.